Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to another sparkling edition of the Thought Police with me, Mike Graham, and him, Kevin O'Sullivan. And it's quite an auspicious week, this, isn't it? I'm recording it slightly late again because I was in America and yes, you were. Tuesday morning. So thanks for doing my show this week. Well, you're welcome. Um, I'll tell you what, I was fucked. Um, <laughs> I know, I could Much tell. more so than I thought I would be. I think partly because we had quite a drunken weekend. And what? so. No shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, right. You and your family but drinking. I, yeah, but I mean, we slept, but I slept okay. Um, but I think it was just the fact that in the old days, I mean, I remember coming to London once on a, on a plane to pick up a cheque yeah. from today, the newspaper, and then banking the cheque, having a few drinks, and going back the same fucking day. Yeah. But, this, but Tuesday morning, I was like almost falling asleep in the studio by about the third hour because I'd only had a couple of hours sleep. And normally speaking, that would be fine. But I guess as you get older, it's slightly more difficult. Well, I can remember when I lived in LA coming to New York uh, on, LA's a, a much on, tougher. on Friday. Yeah. Going back, I think, on the Monday, yeah. uh, having never gone to bed. Right. Yes. Uh, uh, well, were... I spent about 10 years in New York. Yes, well, we all spent a lot of time <laughs> in that in I mean, people said to me, why'd you come back? I said, I fancy to sleep. Yeah, you know. exactly right. Um, uh, but those were different days. Uh, but anyway, listen, I had a lot of trouble getting... We're, we're recording this in our usual pub yeah. uh, near London Bridge. I had a lot of trouble getting here because... There's so many people on the streets, yes. you can't now walk down them because they're bringing in a million people every year. Yes. Fucking unbelievable. And, I know, and they're going, but don't worry, um, it's a good thing because uh, there are lots of jobs that they need to do and jobs need to be filled. London now is a ridiculous fucking morass of, of, of human The whole country, the whole know. country. I mean, you know, we're used to sitting around fuming about the illegal migrant crisis, yeah. you know, which... You know, they go on about the cross channel. Which Rishi Sunak keeps telling yeah. us is more important, right? Well, it's 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 a, it's a disgrace and must be stopped. Yeah. But you're talking about illegally, right? You're talking about. I mean, it's not only the cross channel fer- right. cross channel migrants that are illegal. They come in by plane, by lorry. Right. God knows what. So you're talking about 150,000 mm. max per right. year, legally. This government is letting in a million, right. a million every and fucking year. And that's ridiculous, year. right? Ridiculous doesn't even begin to cover mm. it. It's fucking absurd. And what's even more ridiculous is there's 150,000 people who came that year alone, right? 2022 we're talking about, who came here because they were with, uh, they were dependents of people yeah. coming in to either work or to study. Yeah. It's a fucking rip-off. Yeah, it must be a rip-off. Now, so a lot of them come in to do uh, crucial jobs like fruit picking and shelf stacking and things like that. Low-wage economy. Mm. We're not interested in bringing in highly skilled, qualified people. We need low-skilled... There are low, a lot of them in the care sector lo- as well. Yeah, well, uh, they're, they're low-skilled as well, mm. low, low qualifications. So the thing is, though, you, you know, so those are the legal... 
migrants we let in. And then they go, oh, yeah, well, of course, there's also 170,000 from Ukraine and 300,000 from Hong Kong. There's no problem with that. Actually, there is. Yeah. There well, fucking also, is. Also, those numbers are way the fuck off, right? Yeah. It's 200,000 all in, yeah. Hong Kong and Ukraine. And also, um, as you say, why the fuck are we suddenly giving uh, all of these people room to live in this country? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The point, the point the is... The Ukrainians are only meant to be coming I for three months. I certainly don't want to be unsympathetic towards the Ukrainians. I mean, poor bastards. And, you know, in some ways, I, I support giving them uh, a place to live. Uh, and the Hong Kong people, I guess we've got some kind of I think we have deal them with Kong. them. We've got to give them. But that's them. quite a small but don't, don't just say, oh, well, that's all right. That's all right, because the point is, no matter what the reason is for these people coming in, mm. this country is fucking full. Mm. There are 70 million fucking people it's here. It's also small, um, and it's also the most densely populated country in Europe. Yeah, yeah. People always go, oh, but, you know, they take far more migrants yeah. into France and yeah. Germany. They actually don't. They fucking reject more asylum claims in every European country apart from this one. This one, they reject hardly any. They only reject about 20% think, of them, and they probably appeal. I think you'll find that apart from... Uh, Gaza, yeah. uh, Palestine. <laughs> this is the most crowded country on the face of the fucking planet. Oh, great. You know, we're very small. Yeah. And we've got a massive... But more people Maybe live... Start building Fra- tunnels. France is about ten times the size of this France country. France is empty. It's got fewer people yeah. living there. I was just in France, right? And we've had this conversation before. That when you drive around in France, you don't see anyone. I don't know what they're fucking all doing. There was this little town where we, where we were staying near. And we were in the middle of this kind of, you know, idyllic farmland. Yeah. And it was completely fucking like one house for about every 25 acres. Yeah. And you go into the town and there's nobody there. Yeah, what no. the fuck are they doing? Well, 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 there's only 50 million people living there. We've yeah. got 70, massive country, 50 million people. We've got a tiny country, 70 million. Right. And uh, Rishi Sunak and, and the gang and uh, Suella Braverman, I'm utterly fucking bemused by how they've got the fucking barefaced cheek to sit on television, on the radio, as you said this morning, on the This Morning Sofa, yeah. for reasons that remain mysterious, <laughs> and, say, and, and, and say, well, you know, this level of uh, migrancy, this level of immigration is unsustainable Too high. and is causing intolerable pressure. Well, who's fucking fault is that you fuckwits i mean True. it's your fault well it was like that fucking matt vickers i had on this morning yeah. right the uh, the chair the deputy chairman of the tory party yeah. said the thing is there's too many people out there um, <laughs> no. who are economically um inactive i said yeah, well that's your fault yeah. because you've given them a load of fucking money to do fuck all i know right I know. here's it's... some money don't bother going to work and if you do go to work we'll take this money away so you won't have as much as you've got now and people are going to go, well, why would I fucking go to work then, you but wankers? The, but these fucking people, Sunak and the gang, acting as if this problem has, a, has arisen organically. Yes. And it's nothing it's to do with happened. them. It's their fucking yeah. fault. They it's actually simple, caused it. You know, Rishi Sunak, you know, going, oh, this, this is some intolerable pressure and unsustainable immigration. I mean, if only he was the Prime Minister yeah. and could do something yeah. about and it. And if only he hadn't been the fucking Chancellor fucking in Boris Johnson's government since 2019. Yeah. And if it, only he hadn't been a senior member of the fucking Cabinet before that. And these daft-ass wankers, what they don't understand is this alone. Is They've just lost the election. Yeah. They've just lost it. They have. Uh, they don't get it. They because, don't because fucking Because even get if it. they stop anybody else from coming, which they haven't done and which they can't do and which they won't do, there's still too many fucking people here already. Yeah, we I haven't know. even... I mean, we're already going to get the 2023 fucking figures soon and it will probably end up that there'll be even fucking more. Yeah. Even fucking bigger. 
Oh, we have a guest, special guest. Oh, Simon Ball. Simon Ball from, from the, the Sun, sun is here. <laughs> Would you like to Mr. see on the uh, podcast? Welcome, yeah. gents. Well, look, I, I, I know that I'm normally swimming around the, the shallow end of journalism. Yeah. Too, but I, I, nothing gets me more irate than listening to you two. Yeah. I, I don't think that's fair. You put ripping, yourself down too much. Like, sometimes I think you get ankle deep into journalism. Yeah. It's certainly not shallow. Yeah. Actually, all. he's the guy that we should ask. <laughs> says, you might says, know, says a fellow forward. He might know this. He might know the answer to this. Why the fucking hell did Rishi Sunak go on the most toxic? sofa in the world this morning to do an interview with the fucking wankers from this morning well a couple, there's a couple of things within that aren't there yeah. one is that my first thought was oh what are, the, what are the chances just when this is at the height of the agenda he appears for the softest interview he'll have in his mm. life yeah. he must be pleased not to see I mean for all of Philip Schofield's many flaws yeah uh, he did actually give people a hard time. I mean, basically, he was a show. Right. Do you remember the camera? He liked the gossip. When he hit the internet to find pedos who hadn't been caught and said, What are you going to do about this? Absolutely. And of course, got himself into all sorts of trouble in the process <laughs> yeah. through yeah. IT, through yeah. ITV yeah. into the quagmire. Um, but he did like that gotcha moment. You are not going to get that from Alison Hammond no. or a bloke who was last seen on Blue Peter. I don't even know who that ago. guy is. And has since then he's been advertised. I thought he was somebody from Pirates of the Caribbean. But I quite like, I quite liked uh, Schofield for doing that because although it was a bit kind of maverick and uh, perhaps not like the height of professionalism, it did create a fucking brilliant piece of TV. Cameron's yeah. face was yeah. a picture. Yeah. Yeah. This is the thing that there was a there was a there was a preconception and probably a misconception that this morning um, with. Phil and Holly there was likely to be a soft touch, and I'm sure it wouldn't yeah. be compared to Pax yeah, yeah. and the like, yeah. but or or indeed or indeed talk TV. Well, yeah, we could. But um, it, it it was it was prone to these moments where Philip's showing off yeah. more often than not. Right. Just as Susanna Reid can play that card yeah, yeah. Good Morning Britain, you or know, Richard Madeley. Absolutely, in that in that moment of this is going to go viral, yeah. they'll just sort of throw caution to the wind and do something even madder than. Well, they went down on. the Piers Morgan route though, didn't they? And said, "When was the last time you cried?" Mm. Oh, that's a hard question. I don't know what the answer was. I don't fucking care. No. Um, but then apparently... The yeah, was the last time you cried? This morning when I saw the immigration <laughs> figures. <laughs> yeah, Alison Hammond... got up. Alison yeah. Hammond apparently wheeled out fucking her eight-year-old daughter to ask a question as well. I don't know what that was. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Really? really? Um, if anything was, in, was in, in search of the viral moment, it was surely right. that. But this is the trouble with people in the media who are always in search of the viral moment. I remember people coming up to me when we first kind of got together with uh, all of the big companies that we're in now and they were like we need another viral video from you and I'm like you can't just make a viral video it's not how it works you make a video it goes viral nobody knows why yeah yeah right? you can't actually fucking and what make you tend one. to find is somebody will do one that does just that and then everybody tries to replicate the same yeah. formula and every single follow-up bombs I mean talking about going viral Mike you're, you, I know you were talking to my wife last night um, you've got to stop doing that yeah I know well, she's <laughs> no, no, <laughs> leave her alone leave her alone she's my she's wife no seriously you love this, Simon. Uh, it's talking of going viral. Uh, Rob Lowe's got a new drama. Yeah. I think it's on Netflix. It's called Unstable. And it's about a bloke who is uh, um, uh, create, growing concrete. Yeah. He's found a way he's to create way. and grow <laughs> concrete. He's capturing carbon or something, yeah. right? And he's this making is, concrete. This is why she mentioned me, cause, yeah. uh, mentioned it to me, because she thought it was very funny. And I, and I said, well, I've always liked Rob Lowe. I've always liked Rob Lowe ever, <laughs> since, ever since he had that threesome in Atlanta. Yeah. Do you remember that? And it was broken on um, yeah. Current Affair, that TV show that used to be on Fox. Yeah, years ago. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a it was a video of him with two girls in yeah. a hotel room. Oh yeah. And it apparently ruined his career for a while. But I was like, fucking well done. <laughs> but then it became a launch pad for a whole new career. He's become a much more interesting. He's now a much because he was a heartthrob bore. Because he was quite boring right. up until yeah, yeah. then, and everybody kind of went. Yeah, yeah. Standard, he was one though, of the pretty yeah. boys of Hollywood, and he yeah. became. And they're all interchangeable. These people. Yeah. There's just, there's a, the Brat Pack. Do you remember? There's a bunch of them now. Is it Chris Hemsworth? 
Hemsworth, Chris Pine, right. the other Hemsworth. Yeah. They're, they're all, I mean, they're all... They're, and they're all in those Marvel films. Any one of them could be set at the next Fucking marauding all over Wales, buying football teams. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> off. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, for Christ's sake. Uh, but, yeah, the thing about that Rob Lowe video, it, it actually... It, it was impre- maybe very jealous. I've got mm. a massive fucking wanger, I'll tell you that. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> yes, it's huge. It's like a fucking racehorse. Well, well thank you, you for that. If you, you know, you've learned, Kevin, just when you think you've learned a turn, he manages to go lower. What was, it, what was, the, what was the, uh, gr- the grotto the, the, where, the, where your kids saw the horse with oh, the yeah. heart? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, the enchanted the, the enchanted forest. <laughs> In Kent, he takes his kids. This is an old thought police. Uh, <laughs> Enchanted uh, forest story, yeah. <laughs> There's a fucking horse standing there with a fifth leg. Not, not quite the enchantment. And the kids the are like, about what's seven, enchanting seven, about that? About seven and five. We go, what's that? And I just turned to their mother and went, uh, why don't you explain what yeah, that is? You, you, know? you feel this one, I'll fetch some crumpets. Yeah, I'll go and get some more uh, crumpets. You know, from the tell, you, tell you what, Simon, Ali, your colleague Ali Rossfield is an interesting yeah. suggestion to me when I had him on as a guest the other day when I was doing your show, Mike, actually. Um, he suggested that I could uh, replace Philip Schofield alongside... Yeah. Uh, Holly, uh, Holly on the, yeah. the sofa. You think you could be that insincere? I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I could do that. That. Yeah, that, that, that. that bit I could I've do. Never before. <laughs> I could do that bit. <laughs> it's the rest of this shit. I yes. might have trouble. I'm not going to obviously well. name the person involved in this story because that would be a bit embarrassing. But I can tell you that I once witnessed Kevin do a complete U-turn where we were standing <laughs> in one of the rooms that we prepare ourselves in over the road there, and he was going on a oh, fucking hell. That show's fucking rubbish absolute dog shit did you see it anyway the person who had done the show came in and he was like, oh how are you great show oh, brilliant so yeah. I mean you're definitely tailor made for TV you know this in, in the wonderful world of showbiz as long as you can fake sincerity you got it made I would love to back I would love to back you Mike in uh, in, in, in skewering Kevin here but I'm afraid I'm as guilty as he is yeah, yeah. <laughs> what an absolute canalo oh, mate oh, what yeah. a great to yeah. see you right up there with oh, I love your new album yeah <laughs> actually you were going to tell us a story about Tina Turner oh yeah Simon got well, it, so it, uh, I you mean, might have one as well it's not it's not the greatest story, but, but I, I did meet her and I didn't have dinner with her alone, but right. I had dinner with That's her. That's quite cool. There were, only about, there were only about like 10 of us, uh, and uh, she was launching an album. Oh, this was in Paris? Did you yeah, say? it would have been about uh, 2002, something like that. Okay. And you remember Bernard Doherty was always a. I do, still a very good close friend of hers. Yeah, good bloke, old Bernard. Yeah, and and he he uh, was a big PR. So he invited a few of his special journo mates mm. to. It's great, Jolly to Paris. Nice, nice, great hotel. We went to the Buddha Club, yeah. uh, where she gave a performance for about fifty of us. So it was like being in a, nice, a little pub performance. Well, she, was, she was keen on an impromptu. You mentioned yeah. Bernard Doctor here, as you say, sort of doyen of the uh, of the publicist game, um, and she actually sang at his wedding in a pub. Yeah, uh, quite quite unexpected. Yeah. I believe. So yeah, grabbed a microphone and did. I mean, I know people here. say these things, but she doesn't sound like she was quite down to earth. Yeah, well, she said she has said to us, there literally about fifty of us standing there, and she said. It's not the biggest audience I've ever played to, but it's definitely the best. There you go. Yeah. And that's how I shouted, simply the best. Yeah, right. Of course she, she did. thought yeah. that was very funny. Yeah, she'd not heard that one before. No, no, no yeah. She, <laughs> funny, she should never have done it. Anyway, we went, uh, so we had dinner in the dining room there later on around the table, and she was a really nice lady. Uh, I mean, you know, I don't want to pretend I had dinner with Tina Turner. Well, well, I did. I did get. To, I did get. Her, to, I had a, a chat with her, and I'll tell you a thing about her. I don't know how often you met her, Simon, but 
she was a strong woman, but she never really got over what Ike Turner did to her. She had that no, terrible that marriage awful time, where he beat the yeah. fucking shit out yeah. of her for years. I think that's right. And it's, it's funny because even in the coverage today, and it's obviously very kind of glowing yeah, Russian yeah. tribute pieces, there is that darkness to her life yeah. as well. And while the headlines are all on the achievements, yeah. it's hard to sort of distance her from, mm. the, from the unpleasantness. Yeah. To, to answer your question, only once, was, um, and it was very recently, and we, we, we think it may be that the bizarre the colour of our atmosphere sort of carried the last interview with her. It was at the um, the premiere of her musical. Uh, right. Oh, yeah, the, the, which is at the... Which is on the, the, the West End, yeah. yeah. So she attended that. It's the, ticket sales through the roof right now. <laughs> well, they will be now, yeah. They will be now. Well, actually, her death Poor was old Tina, that, but you've got to say, dying was a good career move. Yeah. Uh, Karen, well, it has been for a lot of people, hasn't yeah, it? Elvis Presley. Might be yeah. too soon for those kind of comments. No, you were saying? Well, no, slowly, It's never slowly. too soon, no. <laughs> the simple truth is, she was still ever, ever the show, you know, the show woman. She yeah. was there with bells on, absolutely kind of leading yeah. the charge, launching this thing. Playing it was hugely lucrative for her, yeah. and she knew that, but, uh, you know, given all the But this is it, I mean, I heard that, was it something like 150 million album sales or something? Yeah. So she yeah. must have been fucking by the way, loaded. Yeah. By the way, this is what it's fucking like to be rich, right? So, you know, she lived in Switzerland with her Swiss yeah, that's husband. Right. So I learned they, today they, that the guy that she married was a guy that was sent by, because I spoke to was it Nick Stewart? Um, the guy who's like, he's an agent stroke manager, the guy that discovered U2 anyway, he was great. He um, told the story that she apparently, she ended up marrying some guy who was German, yeah, who right, was yeah. sent to pick her up in a car. So he was like oh, a driver, right. so right. was a driver, and they sort of started this. Done all right for himself. He did, yeah. So I went to pick up Tina Turner, ended up fucking marrying <laughs> That's her. That's what you call top gear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, anyway, so they, they had a fucking massive mansion in Zurich that's right uh, and when the Covid crisis started so they used to you yeah. know obviously go away for glamorous fortnights and you know wherever the fuck they went in the world so when the Covid crisis came along they realised they couldn't really leave the country so they bought a, uh, a 38 million pound mansion on the lake Why Zurich not? right on the coast so they didn't have to leave the country yeah. that's, that's what it's like to be rich <laughs> yeah <laughs> well I can't leave the country oh, we got a spare 40 million quid yeah. oh, I have as a matter of fact yeah, very wealthy we're kind of renting entire islands well Prince Harry's a bit like that yeah. except what he does is he goes and borrows that money from somebody else and goes would you mind sponsoring me for a and mansion then, and then never um, pays it back with any no, kind of work no as Netflix but what I can do is what I can do is sign up, sign up to your business and be like a, a team leader and yeah. help you out. Well, um, this is the, th- the thing that Harry's done is basically the David Beckham model. So David Beckham, if you you know buy into his, his hype, is a, is a big businessman with lots of assets of his own. He never launches any of them. He right. lends his face to yeah. many of them. Right. So there's things like, hey... Because he'll do like whiskey. a whiskey. I was going to say the whiskey, yeah. yeah. Totally. They give him 20%. Yeah. He doesn't take a fee up front. They put him in all the aspirin. That's smart. Really smart. That'll be his business manager saying, don't worry about the fee. Don't worry about the fee. Get a cut of the action. But isn't that a bit like how Richard Branson used to operate as well? Because Richard Branson never actually owned, Mm. or at least after Virgin Music finally became a thing and Tubular Bells went fucking, you know, global, he kind of basically didn't, he loaned the Virgin name to loads of things. Because isn't it true that Absolute Radio um, ended up becoming Absolute Radio because... Whoever, whoever it was that bought Absolute at the time, which I think was some Indian group, um, wanted to call it Virgin, and he came in at the last minute and went, that would be another half a million to use the name Virgin. Yeah. And they went, go fuck yourself, um, <laughs> and changed it to Absolute. That sounds entirely, entirely mm. the business. Right. Do you know why he called it 
Virgin, the whole empire. No. It's well, it's just, it's just when he started, Virgin, somebody said to him, uh, uh, oh, I've never fucked anyone. He said, no, right, let's call it Virgin. Uh, <laughs> but the, I thought, well, well, he's but the only guy I've ever heard of as well. He's, he claims this, by the way, so I don't think there's anything wrong with saying it. His wife's allergic to his sperm. And his conversation. Uh, I, 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 I Have you the, never heard that? No. Uh, really? Am I the only one that knows that? Why is that? Well, that's, I mean, that's, that sounds like a very dubious this, line that she's been passed. I think he used it once. I'd like to say, to say for why, legal reasons, this is, this is why, merely an allegation. This is why you have to have sex with other people. Because she was a nurse. <laughs> I mean, even I would fucking use that one. Must try that. It was for her own safety. Yeah, of course. Oh, uh, I'll fuck someone else. I didn't want to harm yeah, you. Yeah, I didn't want to do you any harm. I'll tell you, so, but you know this, Simon. We won't go into the details, but the origins of the Virgin Empire are extremely interesting. Okay. So his first big thing was Time Out magazine, right. Virgin label, uh, which kind of took over from Ireland. Remember, Ireland I used to go out. to the first Virgin um, record shop. Yeah, way later though. So, so the, 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 he took over and he took a few artists from Ireland label. And the thing that really made it was, uh, of course, Tubular Bells yeah. and Mike Oldfield. Right. And that's I'll why tell you about, I'll tell you about him in a minute. Um, uh, so. But there are other elements to the launch of the Virgin uh, legend mm. that are very interesting the thing that, he was that we very can't go into. But the thing that he was very good at, though, because I remember being, uh, and I'm talking about when I was in school, the sort of mid-70s, so that was pretty early in his career, when he had the shop. You went to school? I did go to school, not, oh, not every day. You, you, you know, some days... You didn't pay any attention, did no, you? No, of course not. But, you know, some days I didn't, I, as they used to say in the north, I stayed on the bus and <laughs> fucking didn't bother going in. But, no, I used to, the, the, the record shop was there from about 1975, I think. Um, but one of the things he was brilliant at, he had a house in Notting Hill, sort of Holland Park, around the back of Holland Park Avenue. And when he was having his big feud with BA, do you remember? Yeah. Um, I turned up there to doorstep him, along with about 50 other fucking journos. And at some point or other, he came out and just said, why don't you just all come into the house? Mm. And he was brilliant at that kind of PR. I mean, he's, he he's good at being crazy. Crazy. He gave everybody a drink. He fucking sat down and talked to everybody. Well, he's been a great self-publicist, yeah. isn't he? I mean, if you think about British businessmen, he's still kind of in the chair. You oh, still yeah, think, Brands. Yeah. 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 That's, that's kind of what you... And he did rescue Kate Winslet, didn't he? Rescue her from the uh, burning building in, uh, in Necker Island. Yeah, yeah, and then he famously well, gave... I'll, I'll never fucking forgive him for that. Well, she might... <laughs> She married his. She married his nephew, didn't she? He, yeah, that's he, right. He dubiously renamed himself. Yeah, rock Ned, and rock and, and roll. roll. That's it. <laughs> and also, loads of people have been to Necker Island at his kind of, you know, expense. You know? I'll, tell, I'll tell you a story about Richard Branson. So, so I don't know how this turned into a Richard Branson. Well, it's quite podcast. interesting. Though, well, what the fuck? Well, you know, he's around the house. You know, libelous. So I was in Mallorca. He's not a man I was in a New York on a holiday. I went to a place called Deha, where he used to own... Deha? That's where the night manager restaurant yeah, is, Yeah, yeah. well, that's where... Right. Also, it's where he owned, owns a hotel. I think he still does. Right. Anyway, in that town, uh, the night manager restaurant is all the way down. It's all the way down, down yeah. At the top of the cliff, there, there's a restaurant called uh, Sebastian's, I think it yeah. is. And anyway, it's one of the world's great restaurants. Me and my wife turned up there. We went to the... Because there's one of those big well, expensive yeah, well, hotels. Well, that's well. it. He owns it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we go. I didn't really know anything about it. It's just thought, oh, that looks like a nice restaurant. So we go there and said, uh, any chance, uh, you know, of lunch? And the, the maitre d' looked really pissed off at me, and he said, people wait eight months to get into this restaurant, but no. it just so happens we've just had a cancellation. <laughs> right. So yes, we can give no, you a two. Good things, good so so we, to good people. Yeah. So, so we go. So we go. We've got this great table, great restaurant. Fucking food was amazing. Anyway, we're next to Branson and his wife for two hours. 
And they never said a fucking word to each other. <laughs> well, that would be on account of not a being fucking word. Well, well, I think I did her at the beginning. She said, "You cunt! Your fucking sperm is killing me." Well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, and, she, and he went into assault, and they never talked for the yeah, next well, two hours. An intriguing the last blowjob you ever got. <laughs> an intriguing segue. <laughs> fucking sore throats. <laughs> An intriguing segue, and perhaps, perhaps a way to round up on brands. Indeed. Is there, is a, there is a single item in the Virgin Empire that doesn't carry the Virgin brand. Right. Oh, yeah. Mate's condoms. Is that his? Yeah. Is that his? Who knew? But you, I mean, you could hardly have Virgin condoms, can you? you could. Well, I suppose you could. I mean, it'd be quite a funny, funny thing. I mean, my funny story about Daya is when I was in Mallorca a few years ago, and Lovely place, my daughter was there, and we decided, the mother of my children and I decided to go for a sort of you know, romantic day out in Daya. Yeah. Um, and she is one of those people who loves the idea of um, checking out fucking um, what TripAdvisor, right? And she went, it says on TripAdvisor, oh, that what you don't want to do is go all the way down the gorge in the car, because you'll never find a parking spot. So you better park the car at the top, which is what we did, um, and walk down, right? Walk down all the way down. Couldn't because you can't book in the fucking night manager restaurant. People arrive on boats and it's all very glamorous. And I walked in and they were fucking grumpy as fuck. You have to queue. Spanish yeah, people yeah. who just. It was early though. It was about half eleven. And um, I was like, "You got any uh, tables for lunch?" No. I was like, well, "Not at all." No. Well, when have you got a table? Five thirty. It's now eleven thirty. Yeah. I thought we got nothing. The fucking place was empty. I said, "We got nothing between now and then." And I went, "I oh, fuck you then." And over the over the sort of the little tiny little beach, there was a place where you could just get kind of you know scampi and chips, which is where we went. It was fine. Afterwards, a few beers. It's fucking about you know thirty eight degrees, really really hot. We have to walk back up the canyon, and of course when we got down to the bottom of the canyon, there was plenty of parking spaces. We could have brought the fucking car down. <laughs> I thought I was going to die. By the time you know we got lost. Because you're walking up through this kind of brush. There's no apparent way to You have to, to get... walk down there, yeah. Well, we have to walk back up, though. There's no, there's no other way. By the, by the time I got back up, I was literally sweating like a yeah, dog. Yeah, taking probably all, all my clothes off. I was, like, about to sure. fucking kill Man, myself. I wasn't there. The, the, the romantic... Yeah. Yeah. The, the romantic day... Not in a good way. The romantic day didn't go well. You know, it's just sort of fucking round. It's not a great other. place for a romantic no. day. It was too hot. Too fucking... Take too fucking long to get there. In addition to which, when I was sitting there having fucking lunch... This couple came past, and this guy went, right, Graham, can I have a picture? I'm like, I'm having fucking lunch. Do you mind? You know, fuck off. Yeah. You know. Fuck off, officer. Yeah. yeah. I'm not wanted. Anyway, listen, we're nearly finished now because uh, we're almost out of time. However, we haven't spoken about um, the other big story of the Go week, on. which is, of course, Boris Johnson. Oh, yeah, Boris uh, Johnson. Whether or not he, one, had a party at Chequers. I wonder, and whether two, all of these WhatsApp messages are going to be handed over. The fuck is wrong with these people? They're all now threatening to take each other to court. No He's one. threatening to sue people. The fucking woman in charge of COVID inquiry is talking about locking people up unless everyone hands over their fucking WhatsApp oh, messages. WhatsApp. Nobody's yeah. going to hand them over. They're all going to say, oh, I haven't got them anymore. Like, they're going to redact them. Who, who gives a fuck? Gives a monkey. I know. He's a flying fuck. Did yeah. you see, did you see in, in, in a, last week a taxi driver was fined £5,000? Yeah, they're still finding for, for, for COVID, right? For COVID. So well, that shouldn't be happening. They're still he doing it. Through, That's he had travelled through uh, a red list country. Remember what that was, Doc? Uh, on his way back from somewhere hadn't, else. He hadn't got into and quarantine. He hadn't got into a quarantine hotel. I do fuck off. Home. He'd been caught doing this. This is like three years ago mm. now, two years, still two going years on, ago. Right? Still going on. He's in court last week, pleading hard to come judge. That's ridiculous. Saying, please, this is so long ago. Leave me the I made fuck a mistake. Alone. I didn't realise. 
5,000 quid he slapped with. That is still happening to this that day. That is disgraceful. Absolutely That's the, I mean, I, what I would say is I don't give a shit about what happened to Chequers, but I do give a shit about what was going on in government actually during the whole COVID thing. So I wouldn't mind seeing the fucking WhatsApps. Mm. But Lord Bethel, for example, has already claimed that he lost all of his WhatsApps when he changed his phone over. And nobody said, you're a lying fucker. Uh, everybody knows you know you can keep your WhatsApps if you want. Yeah. I'd quite like to have a look at some of those. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to produce headlines, but uh, if you want to sum up the COVID inquiry in four words, waste of fucking time. <laughs> because it, they won't come up with a fucking conclusion no. for about 15 oh, years oh, right. when no It'll one like will Chilcot. give a fuck anymore. Right. Uh, you know, no, as Simon quite rightly says, no one gives a bollocks about... Boris fucking Johnson anymore. He's yesterday's man. Yes, he's he's gone. So this checkers in discretion. Carrie's not allergic to his you know, he, he broke. He hey? broke his own rules. Sorry, clear, about yeah, it. he broke his own he's rules. Just ignoring me now. Yeah, no, but he broke his own rules clearly on a serial fucking basis because uh, he didn't understand. Well, he doesn't. No, he doesn't understand rules. But, but, but you know, he this, doesn't understand fucking rules. But this rules. checkers shit. What's it going to end up with? It'll get another hundred quid fine. It'll cost us the taxpayers yeah. a few million yeah, we'll quid. Be, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Three million. Log up our valuable airwaves and column inches from now until. And I won't do it. I mean, it's amazing, isn't it, how often these fucking people. I mean, I was. What did you say about Carrie, by the way? I said she's not allergic to his sperm. She's having other baby. Well, yeah, yeah. Nor are so many other women. The only Prime Minister we've ever had that we didn't know how many kids he got. But you can imagine walking around going, see, I've still got it. You can just imagine him doing it. I've still fucking got it. I can still knock them up. Yeah, all right. Yeah, Boris, yeah, you can pull a bird, but they're all ugly. <laughs> and the suggestion is it the suggestion is it not that Jacob Rees Mogg and his family visited Chequers at some point and his his son was playing cricket with Boris. Like oh, it's just know, ridiculous. Who cares? Ridiculous. Yeah. So Nobody cares. Well, I tweeted I tweet this morning that the great thing about Britain is uh, that we always uh, give people a second class, a second chance. So it's inspirational that uh, we've Boris. given the cabinet office <laughs> another, a second chance to fuck Boris over. It's <laughs> yeah. about it. Isn't but, it I can't, but I cannot accept that. It comes back to the first thing that I said. In the, in the, if this is if this is not going to be symptomatic of the whole system, if we are still going to be pursuing ordinary people at the same time, that's going to stop. There needs to be. I thought that. To be honest, I did think that had all stopped. No, stopped. and it, it shocked me. I saw this thing go 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 around last week on the um, on the newswires yeah. through the. Um, the core wire system of this young fella, you know, two young children, taxi driver, ordinary, ordinary bloke, pleading with the judge, mm. please, I didn't know I'd broken the rules, and I cannot spare right. 5,000 quid, and right. the judge said sorry. I mean, because we've all, I mean, still we've all got stories. madness yeah. I mean, we've, all, we've still got stories. I mean, I didn't see my mother for two years, right. and my sister, because I couldn't go to New York. For various reasons, mostly from the American well, side. You were allowed to. Well, no, you? but they would. No, I could have gone a couple of different times, but the Americans put these fucking rules on that if you were a foreign national, you'd have to be tested and go to quarantine as soon as you arrived, and then be tested and go to quarantine before you left. And I couldn't fucking afford to do that because I literally. I mean, you I went. I went last weekend. If I went to see you? my mother. And I went on Friday afternoon after the show finished. I came back overnight Monday, yeah. which was fine, long enough. But in those days, COVID-wise, you couldn't risk it. You didn't because, have to spare a month. Well, you heard, I mean, there were people that we worked with who went on holiday, family holidays to Greece, yeah. went to come back after two weeks. One of them fucking tested positive and had to spend another two weeks in a hotel. Yeah. At their own expense. Yeah. I tell you, so during fuck that, that shit, shit, fucked if I was going abroad, it couldn't be. Oh, right, that's my, that was not me. Not the Agra, just not the Agra. I mean, travelling abroad is a bore the best of times until you get there. 
Nobody needs yeah. to spend two weeks in a I went to fucking like Devon in the middle of the COVID crisis yeah. for my two week holiday because right. my brother lives there. And, uh, and 14 fucking days in a row. It, the sun shone from the moment we got up to the moment we went to fucking bed. Really? It was the most amazing. See, I had a holiday in Devon. Ever. I had a holiday in Devon. I think it might, it might not. I can't remember if it was during that period or whether it was before. Because I've my brain is kind of frozen during the whole COVID thing. I can't remember what happened it's when. Interesting. I don't, it's like it's two not years. Worth, it's not worth remembering. No, I, but I can't remember when I did. It could have been one year. It could have been another year. Don't know. But I did go to Devon once. And it was fucking shit because we rented this. <laughs> Rented this fucking house, very nice house in the in the in the grounds. It had a swimming pool, but it was never warm enough to fucking swim, and it wasn't a heated pool. Well, there um, is always that. And I went, remember going to a couple of beaches where they had fucking you couldn't take the dog off the lead. I was like, fuck these cunts! I'm not fucking taking the dog to a beach where you can't take it off the lead. And you know they have private beaches there owned by people who are sort of, you know, lords of the manor. Yeah. And they've got all these fucking rules and regulations and they had, like, walkways where you could only, you could only walk that way. Yeah. I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. Well, that's about mine. I mean, the beaches have been messes the door. Yeah, tied. exactly. What do you think? And also, I've got a Labrador. It's not going to fucking attack anybody. It's too fucking lazy. Yeah, but know? the good thing about Devon is that the, there's no French people there. The problem with that's France. true. The Dutch like it, though. French. The Dutch love Devon. You yeah. see fucking Dutch cars yeah. all the time. It's boring. Yeah, it really is. It's and boring I, and full of heroin. I so went to... Right yeah. up the Dutch street. The other yeah. problem with Devon is that every fucking place... We were staying in this house that was kind of half an hour from any decent road. So you'd be going down these fucking hedgerows going, what the fuck? And you'd meet somebody coming the other way that's a back up about half a mile. To fucking oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Absolute dog shit. And then we were staying near this farm. When we were there, there was a fucking outbreak of TB in the cows, right? And some fucking bet turned up and was like, nobody's allowed out of the house while we get rid of all the cows and then kill them all well, yeah. um, up there. They like, we like doing going, we like this doing is hardly that. fucking yeah, idyllic yeah. holiday material. <laughs> you know, they're yeah, murdering but, fucking but, animals. I mean, calling calling murdering animals. It, it can be irritating, but if the weather's nice, uh, it is nice to take a holiday in Britain. I, I, I like the West nice. Country. I really do. No, I used to like the West Country, but it's such a pain in the ass to get to. Yeah. It's no fun when you're there and if the weather's no fucking good, it's a washout. Well, we looked at the sun yesterday. Uh, we're doing a bit of cost of living sort of pull together for the summer. Yeah, the usual, I know it's got a, 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 yeah, a huge problem. But one of the things that came up was that the cost of parking your car at Gatwick Airport Fucking this hell, summer. Yeah. That is like doubled, right? It's £380 for a week. That's ridiculous. Now, there are plenty of places in Europe you can get there and back. And yeah. that changed from 380 quid. Right, so just idea, drive the car. The idea that you've, nip, you've nipped to Spain for a week and you've paid more to leave your car on a small that patch of land outside of Gatwick yeah. than you have to get to and from Spain. So the one thing you don't want to do, though, is give it to any of these cowboys who have... What they call, you know, off airport. Yeah, they just drive your fucking they car around. around, while you're, while you're around or, yeah, put it, make turn it into an instant Uber. <laughs> you know, and if you're, you're lucky, if it's still there when you get back. So I'll tell you, one to five Oh, by the way, talking of cars, if you saw on the way in here, there was a great incident <laughs> where there was a fucking cement uh, mixer who had tried Smashed. to get past this parked car. And as I came past, it was right up against it. She's still there. And the fucking woman's still out there. She's still there taking pictures. They, they fucking, <laughs> it was one of those where you go, if you go forward, you're going to rip the front off it. If you come back, you're going to rip the back off it. And they've literally just gone too fucking close. And she won't do very well with her insurance claim. She's on a double yellow. She's so simply parked there. Silly. You know, no, that might, uh, <laughs> might, might well cause us some headaches. So. Yeah, I'll tell you what, like one last point. When I went to New York once um, for a week and uh, I got to the Heathrow late, I had no chance to park it anywhere else except the short term. Yeah, oh, it's, so uh, I shoved the car. 
fucking, it was about 1,200 quid. Yes. Yeah, I, I did once. I was, I was sent... 1,200 quid for a week. I was sent by the News of the World to go and track down Steve Winwood um, in uh, Pennsylvania once. He was doing a show somewhere near Philadelphia. And um, I, I you know how, I mean, I suppose we don't talk about these things. I can't remember how we ever found all this shit out, but we found it out. He was staying at the Marriott. And so I went to the Marriott fucking doorstep. And he, I, was, I basically had to tell him that his, wife, his ex-wife had AIDS. So it was a real good one, you know. And of course, he told me to fuck off immediately. Um, and not unsurprisingly. Not unsurprisingly. I said, you know... Well, oh, give you useful information Steve, like this, you tell Steve. me to fuck yeah. off. Um, and he'd just come in and he obviously just done a show and he was all sweaty and it was an entourage. Hi, I'm Mike Graham from the News. Like, oh, hi, what's up? I said, I've just got to ask you a question. Um, you watch, and he went, um, what do you think where about you, that? I said, do you mind if we go over there? He said, why? I said, well, it's a bit sensitive. Why? I said, well, I'll tell you in a minute. And then he went, did you know that your ex-wife got AIDS? And he went, fuck you. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Um, he, anyway. he said, fuck you. And you said, yeah, yeah, but I advise you don't fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, so, so you don't want to say anything else? <laughs> fuck off. Okay, then. Anyway, the next day, all these I had to go use the world jobs. Yeah, I had to do some other fucking shit job. Anyway, I was nearly late for the plane, so I drove back to, um, I think it was Philadelphia Airport, and I had a rental car, and I just thought to myself, you know what, I haven't got um, any fucking time to go to the to drop off. So I literally just dropped it in front of the fucking terminal, got out. And there's a guy there, a security guy. You can't leave it. And I went, here's the fucking keys. Take it back. He said, you can't leave it. I said, my fucking head, it was before 9-11. So you could just literally run in. There was no security. I got on the plane with 10 minutes to spare. Um, sure. And they just, I mean, I'd never heard from the rental car company, so it, I presume they it got would it. have found its way. Yeah, yeah. In today's America, you'd get 20 years for that. Yeah, yeah. you'd probably be shot. Yeah, it's banned in the future. Yeah, but there we are. Anyway, um, that's about the end of it, isn't it? Well, yeah, special get, special thanks special for special thanks guest. Thanks. Well, it wasn't really scheduled, but uh, yeah. hey, what the hell? No, it was good. Well, some people have said that sometimes we should have a guest. Yeah, yeah. Just to break the monotony of you fucking talking bollocks all the time. Just to stop you two killing each other for five minutes. Well, yeah, bizarrely, we actually get on quite well. We do. Most we do. of the time. By the way, uh, just to finish, um, we, we did a couple of uh, half-hour sessions on Talk TV from 9.30 to 10 a.m. for yeah. technical reasons. And uh, it was a bit like this. We did without, rather well. Without the swearing, but <laughs> it fucking came close to the swearing. Yeah, we did. You find yourself a couple of times going, fire! Yeah. <laughs> I did actually say fuck once on the breakfast show. Yeah, no, and actually, everybody went, actually, with what's going on, I'm surprised you don't swear more often. Didn't get one complaint. Absolutely, Not yeah. one fucking complaint. I got, I'll play you this afterwards. Uh, somebody sent me, uh, we'll better finish on this, but uh, Jeremy Vine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on uh, the, the cyclist <laughs> yeah. wanker. You're not on Radio oh. 2. So Actually, I quite like Jeremy Vine, I yeah. must say. I, know I like him when he's like not... When he's, he's quite he's, a nice bloke. When he's not on his soapbox about He's not a bad guy. I think he's an A-grade bore, but le- never mind. Let's agree to disagree no. on that. So he's got on uh, his Radio 2 show, Sandy Shaw, the legend. And she, he goes, well, Sandy's great. She's talking about her new music. <laughs> and, Sandy uh, Shaw? Sandy Shaw, she's yeah. not dead? No, she's not dead. Okay. So, he gets, so he goes, he said, I hope, you, I hope you'll forgive me. Uh, but uh, we're going to have to play Puppet on a String. So they go, eh, 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 ah. And she goes, all right then. Uh, she goes, it's not the old version, is it? It is the new, oh, it's the old version. For fuck's sake. <laughs> it went out. Brilliant. <laughs> well, she already sounds more interesting than I thought. No, she's yeah. all right, old yeah. sound. Okay. She's the one that used to sing barefoot, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. From my eccentric, very eccentric. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen. Thank you, Simon. Thank Thanks, you, Simon. Thank you. Um, suitable choices 
www.dave.co.uk. Dave Johnson, right? Dave Johnson, our sponsor. So thank you for for that. Go check Always him out. Always a pleasure, Dave. Uh, he runs an investment company. He runs a mortgage company. If you need a mortgage, go see him. Uh, he's in Margate somewhere. Uh, but don't let that put you off. Uh, we'll see you <laughs> next week. Uh, fuck off. Cunts. drunken weekend and what? so no shit yeah i know so <laughs> oh, right. you and your family but I, yeah but i mean we slept but i slept okay um but i think it was just the fact that in the old days i mean i remember coming to london once on a on a plane to pick up a check yeah. from today the newspaper and then banking the check having a few drinks and going back the same fucking day yeah. but this, but tuesday morning i was like almost falling asleep in the studio by about the third hour, because I'd only had a couple of hours sleep. And normally speaking, that would be fine, but I guess as you get older, it's slightly more difficult. Well, I can remember when I lived in LA, coming to New York on Friday, yeah. going back, I think, on the Monday, yeah. uh, having never gone to bed. Right, yes. Uh, uh, well, were... I spent about 10 years in New York yeah, yeah. Well, we all spent a lot of time. <laughs> I mean, people said to me, why'd you come back? I said, fancy to sleep. Yeah, you know. Exactly right. Um, uh, but those were different days. Uh, but anyway, listen, I had a lot of trouble getting. We were recording this in our usual pub yeah. uh, near London Bridge. I had a lot of trouble getting here because there's so many people on the streets. Yes. You can't now walk down them because they're bringing in a million people every year. Yes. Fucking unbelievable. And, I know. And they're going, but don't worry. Um, it's a good thing because uh, there are lots of jobs that they need to do and jobs need to be filled. London now is a ridiculous fucking morass of, of, of human The whole country. The whole know. country. I mean, you know, we're used to sitting around fuming about the illegal migrant yeah. crisis, you know, which, you know, they're going about their cross-channel... Which Rishi Sunak keeps telling yeah. us is more important, right? Well, it's, 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 a, it's a disgrace and must be stopped. Yeah. But you're talking about illegally. Right. You're talking about, I mean, it's not only the cross-channel, fer- right. the cross-channel migrants that are illegal. They come in by plane, by lorry, right. God knows what. So you're talking about 150,000 mm. max per right. year. Legally, 
this government is letting in a million. Right. A million every and fucking year. And that's ridiculous, year. right? Ridiculous doesn't even begin to cover mm. it. It's fucking absurd. And what's even more ridiculous is there's 150,000 people who came that year alone, right? 2022 we're talking about. Who came here because they were with... Uh, they were dependents of people yeah. coming in to either work or to study. Yeah. It's a fucking rip-off. Yeah. It must be a rip-off. Now, so a lot of them come in to do uh, crucial jobs like fruit picking and shelf stacking and things like that. Low-wage economy. Mm. We're not interested in bringing in highly skilled, qualified people. We need low skill. There are low, a lot of them in the care sector as well. Yeah, well, uh, they're, they're low skill as well, mm. low, low qualifications. So the thing is, though, you know, so those are the legal... Migrants we let in, and then they go, oh yeah, well of course there's also 170,000 from Ukraine and 300,000 from Hong Kong. There's no problem with that. Actually, there is. Yeah. There well, fucking also, is. Also, those numbers are way the fuck off, right? Yeah. It's 200,000 all in, yeah. Hong Kong and Ukraine. And also, um, as you say, why the fuck are we suddenly giving uh, all of these people room to live in this country? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, point, the point The is Ukrainians are only meant to be coming for three months. I certainly don't want to be unsympathetic towards the Ukrainians. I mean, poor bastards. And, you know, in some ways, uh, I support giving them uh, a place to live. Uh, and the Hong Kong people, I guess we've got some kind of I think we have deal to with them. We've got to give well, them. But that's quite a small but don't, don't just say, oh, well, that's all right. That's all right, because the point is, no matter what the reason is for these people coming in, mm. this country is fucking full. Mm. There are 70 million fucking people it's here. It's also small, um, and it's also the most densely populated country in Europe. Yeah, yeah. People always go, oh, but, you know, they take far more migrants into France and yeah. Germany. They actually don't. They fucking reject more asylum claims in every European country apart from this one. This one, they reject hardly any. They only reject about 20% think, of them, and they probably appeal. I think you'll find that apart from... Uh, Gaza, yeah. uh, Palestine. This is the most crowded country on the face of the fucking oh, planet. Great. You know, we're very small yeah. and we've got a massive, but more people Maybe live. We start building Fra- tunnels. France is about 10 times the size of this France country. France is empty. It's got fewer people yeah. living there. I was just in France, right, and we've had this conversation before. That when you drive around in France, you don't see anyone. I don't know what they're fucking all doing. There was this little town where we where we were staying near. We were in the middle of this kind of you know idyllic farmland, and it was completely fucking like one house for about every twenty five acres. And you go into the town. And there's nobody there. Yeah, what no. the fuck are they doing? Well, 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 there's only 50 million people living there. We've yeah. got 70, massive country, 50 million people. We've got a tiny country, 70 million. Right. And uh, Rishi Sunak and, and the gang and uh, Suella Braverman, I'm utterly fucking bemused by how they've got the fucking barefaced cheek to sit on television, on the radio, as you said this morning, on the This Morning Sofa, yeah. for reasons that remain mysterious, <laughs> and, say, and, and, and say... Well, you know, this level of uh, migrancy, this level of immigration is unsustainable. Too high. And it's causing intolerable pressure. Well, whose fucking fault is that, you fuckwits? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's your fault. Well, it was like that fucking Matt Vickers I had on this morning, yeah. right? The, uh, the, chair, the deputy chairman of the Tory party yeah. said, the thing is, there's too many people out there um, <laughs> no. who are economically um, inactive. I said, yeah, well, that's your fault. Yeah. Because you've given them a load of fucking money to do fuck all. I know, right? I know. Here's it's some money. Don't bother going to work. And if you do go to work, we'll take this money away, so you won't have as much as you've got now. And people are going to go, yeah. "Well, why would I fucking go to work then, you but wankers?" The, but these fucking people, Sunak and the gang, acting as if this problem has, has arisen organically, yes, and it's nothing it's to do with happened. them. It's their 
fucking yeah. fault. They it's actually similar, caused it. You know, Rishi Sunak, you know, going, oh, this, this is some intolerable pressure and unsustainable immigration. I mean, if only he was the Prime Minister yeah. and could do something yeah. about and it. And if only he hadn't been the fucking Chancellor fucking in twice. Boris Johnson's government since 2019. Yeah. And if it's, only he hadn't been a senior member of the fucking cabinet before that. And these daft ass wankers, what they don't understand is this alone is they've just lost the election. Yeah. They've just lost it. They have. Uh, not, they don't get it. They because, don't because fucking get it. Because even if they stop anybody else from coming, which they haven't done and which they can't do, which they won't do, there's still too many fucking people here already. Yeah, we I haven't. Even, I mean, we're already going to get the 2023 fucking figures soon, and it will probably end up that there'll be even fucking more, yeah. even fucking bigger. Oh, we have a guest, special guest. Oh, Simon Ball. Simon Ball from the Sun is here. Would you like to <laughs> Mr. podcast? Welcome, gents. Well, look, I, I, I know that I'm normally swimming around the, the shallow end of journalism. Yeah. Too, but I, I, nothing gets me more irate than listening to you two. Yeah. I, I don't think that's fair. You put Rippy, yourself down too much. Like, sometimes I think you get ankle deep into journalism. Yeah. It's certainly not shallow. Yeah. Actually, he's the guy that we should ask. <laughs> yeah. you might so, know, says a fellow he, forward. He might that. know this. <laughs> he might know the answer to this. Why the fucking hell did Rishi Sunak go on the most toxic sofa in the world this morning to do an interview with the fucking wankers from this morning well a couple, there's a couple of things within that aren't there yeah. one is that my first thought was oh what are, the, what are the chances just when this is at the height of the agenda he appears for the softest interview he'll have in his mm. life yeah. he must be pleased not to see I mean for all of Philip Schofield's many flaws yeah uh, he did actually give people a hard time. I mean, basically, he was a show. Right. Do you remember the camera? He liked the gossip. When, when he hit the internet to find pedos who hadn't been caught and said, What are you going to do about this? Absolutely. And of course, got himself into all sorts of trouble <laughs> in the process yeah. through yeah. IT, through yeah. ITV yeah. into the quagmire. Um, but he did like that gotcha moment. You are not going to get that from Alison Hammond no. or a bloke who was last seen on Blue Peter. I don't even know who that ago. guy is. And has since then, he's been advertising. I thought he was somebody from Pirates of the Caribbean. But I quite, like, I quite liked uh, Schofield for doing that because although it was a bit kind of maverick and uh, perhaps not like the height of professionalism, it did create a fucking brilliant piece of TV. Cameron's yeah. face was yeah. a picture. Yeah. Yeah. This is the thing that there was a there was a there was a preconception and probably a misconception that this morning um, with. Phil and Holly there was likely to be a soft touch, and I'm sure it wouldn't yeah. be compared to Pax yeah, yeah. and the like, yeah. but it, or or indeed or indeed talk TV. Well, yeah, we can but um, it, it it was it was prone to these moments where Philip showing off yeah. more often than not. Right. Just as Susanna Reid can play that card yeah, yeah. Good Morning Britain, or know, Richard Madeley, absolutely in that in that moment of this is going to go viral, yeah. they'll just sort of throw caution to the wind and do something even madder. Than well, they went down on. the Piers Morgan route though, didn't they, and said, "When was the last time you cried?" Mm. Oh, that's a hard question. I don't know what the answer was. I don't fucking care. No. Um, but then apparently... The <laughs> was the last time you cried? This morning when I saw the immigration <laughs> figures. Alison <laughs> yeah. got up. Alison <laughs> Hammond apparently wheeled out fucking her eight-year-old daughter mm. to ask a question as well. I don't know what that was. Yeah. Yeah. Know, really? really? Um, if anything, was in, it was in, in search of the viral moment. It was surely yeah. that. Wasn't but this it? is the trouble with people in the media who are always in search of the viral moment. I remember people coming up to me when we first kind of got together with uh, all of the big companies that we're in now. And they were like, we need another viral video from you. And I'm like, you can't just make a viral video. It's not how it works. You make a video, it goes viral. Nobody knows why. Yeah. yeah. Right? You yeah. can't actually fucking make it. what you tend one. to find is somebody will do one that does just that and then everybody tries to replicate the same yeah. formula and every single follow-up bombs. I mean, talking about going viral, Mike, you are, you, I know you were talking to my wife last night. Um, I mean, you've got to stop doing that. Yeah, I know. Well, she's <laughs> no, 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 leave her alone. Leave her alone. She's, she's my wife. No, seriously. 
You'll love this, Simon. Uh, it's talking of going viral. Uh, Rob Lowe's got a new drama. Yeah. I think it's on Netflix. It's called Unstable. And it's about a bloke who is uh, um, uh, create, growing concrete. Yeah. He's found a way he's to create way, and grow he's, concrete. He's capturing carbon or something, yeah. right? And he's this making is, concrete. This is why she mentioned me, cause, yeah. uh, mentioned it to me, because she thought it was very funny. And I, and I said, well, I've always liked Rob Lowe. I've always liked Rob Lowe ever, <laughs> since, ever since he had that threesome in Atlanta. Yeah. Do you remember that? And it was broken on um, yeah. Current Affair, that TV show that used to be on Fox years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a it was a video of him with two girls in yeah. a hotel room. Oh yeah. And it apparently ruined his career for a while. But I was like, fucking well done. <laughs> but man. then it became That's a great. launch pad for a whole new career. He's become a much more interesting. He's now a much because he was the heartthrob bore. Because he was quite boring right. up until yeah, yeah. then, and everybody kind of went. Hollywood, yeah. yeah. He was one of the pretty yeah. boys of Hollywood, and he yeah. became. And they're all interchangeable. These people. Yeah. Just, there's a, the Brat Pack. Do you remember them? There's a there's a bunch of them now. Is it Chris Hemsworth? Hemsworth, Chris Pine, right. the other Hemsworth. Yeah. They're, they're all, I mean, they're all... They're, and they're all in those Marvel films. Yeah. Any one of them can Fucking be the next marauding level. all over Wales, buying football teams. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> off, will Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, for Christ's sake. Uh, but, yeah, the thing about that Rob Lowe video, it, it actually... It, it was impre- maybe very jealous. He's got a massive fucking wanger, I'll tell you that. Well, I don't know about that. He has, <laughs> it's huge. It's like a fucking racehorse. Well, well thank you, you for that. If you know you Kevin, just when you think you've learned the tone, he manages to go lower. What was, it, what was the what was the uh, gr- the grotto the, the, where the, where your kids saw the horse with oh, the yeah. heart? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, the enchanted the, the enchanted forest. <laughs> <laughs> In Kent, he old, takes his kids. An old thought police, uh, <laughs> enchanted <laughs> forest story. Yeah, there's a fucking horse standing there with a fifth leg. Not, not, not quite the enchanted. And the kids the are like, about what's seven, enchanting seven, about that? About seven and five. We go, what's that? And I just turned to their mother and went, uh, "Why don't you explain what yeah, that is?" You, you, know. you feel this one. I'll fetch some yeah, coffees. I'll go get some more uh, crumpets. You know, from the tea <laughs> tell, you, tell you what, Simon, Ali, your colleague Ali Rossfield did an interesting yeah. suggestion to me when I had him on as a guest the other day when I was doing your show, Mike. Actually, um, he suggested that I could uh, replace Philip Schofield alongside. Yeah. Uh, Holly, Holly on the, yeah. the sofa. You think you could be that insincere? I don't <laughs> oh yeah, I, I could do have. that. Yeah, that, I that, that bit I could I've do. <laughs> I could do that bit. <laughs> it's the rest of this shit. I yeah. might have trouble. I'm not going to obviously well. name the person involved in this story because that would be a bit embarrassing. But I can tell you that I once witnessed Kevin do a complete U-turn where we were standing <laughs> in one of the rooms that we prepare ourselves in over the road there, and he was going on a oh, fucking hell. That show's fucking rubbish. Absolute cock shit. Did you see it? Anyway, the person who had done the show came in and he was like, Oh, how are you? Great show! Oh, Brilliant! So, yeah. I mean, you're definitely tailor made for TV. You know this, Simon, in, sh- in the wonderful world of showbiz. As long as you can fake sincerity, you got it made. I would love to back, I would love to back you, Mike, in, uh, in, in, in skewering Kevin here, but I'm afraid I'm as guilty as he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what an absolute canalo, oh, mate! Oh, what yeah. a great to yeah. see yeah. you! Right up there with, oh, I love your new album. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you were going to tell us a story about Tina Turner. Oh, yeah. Uh, Simon got well, it. So uh, you mean, might have one as well. It's not, it's not the greatest story, but, but I, I did meet her and I didn't have dinner with her alone, but right. I had dinner with That's her. That's quite cool. There were about, around about like 10 of us, uh, and uh, she was launching an album. Oh, this was in Paris? Did you yeah, say? it would have been about uh, 2002, something like that. Okay. 
And you remember Bernard Dockley was always a... I do, still a, a very good close friend of his. Yeah, yeah good, good bloke old Bernard. And he, he uh, was a big PR. So he invited a few of his special journo mates mm. to... It was great. Jolly to Paris. Nice. Nice, great hotel. We went to the Buddha Club, yeah. uh, where she gave a performance for about 50 of us. So it was like being in a, That's nice, a little pub performance. Well, she, was, she was keen on an impromptu. You mentioned yeah. Bernard Dockley here, as you say, as a sort of doyen of the, uh, of the publicist game. Um, and she actually sang at his wedding in a pub. Yeah. Quite, quite unexpectedly, yeah. I believe. Sort of yeah. Grabbed a microphone and did I mean, I know people say these things, but she doesn't sound like she was quite down to earth. Yeah, well, she said, she has said to us, uh, literally about 50 of us standing there, and she said, it's not the biggest audience I've ever played to, but it's definitely the best. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And that's why I shouted, simply the best. Yeah, right. Of course <laughs> she did. thought that was very funny. Yeah, yeah, she'd not heard that one before. No, no, no yeah. It's <laughs> funny she should never have done that. Anyway, we went, uh, so we had dinner in the dining room there later on around the table, and she was a really nice lady. Uh, I mean, you know, I don't want to pretend I had dinner with Tina Turner. Well, you've well, I did. I did get. To, I did get. To, I had a, a chat with her, and I'll tell you a thing about her. I don't know how often you met her, Simon, but she, she was a strong woman. But she never really got over what Ike Turner did to mm. her. She had that no, terrible that marriage awful time, where he beat the yeah. fucking shit out right. of her for years. I think that's right. It's, it's funny because even in the coverage today, and it's obviously very kind of glowing, yeah, gushing yeah. tribute pieces. There is that darkness to her life yeah. as well. And while the headlines are all on the achievements, yeah. yeah. It's hard to sort of distance hair from the, mm. from the unpleasantness. Yeah. To, to answer your question, only once was, um, and it was very recently. And we had, we we think it may be that the bizarre the color of our act sort of carried the last interview with her. It was at the um, the premiere of her musical. Uh, right. Oh was, yeah. The, the, which is at the which is on the, 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 the West End. Yeah. yeah. So she attended that. It's and, ticket sales through the roof right now. <laughs> well, they will be now. Yeah. They will be now. Well, actually, the her death. Poor old Tina. That, but you've got to say, dying was a good career move. Yeah. Uh, well, well, it has been for a lot of people, hasn't yeah, it? Get Elvis Presley. Might be yeah. too soon for those kind of comments. Yeah, you were saying. Well, no, it's, it's never too soon. No. The simple truth is, she was still ever ever the show. You know, the show woman. She was there with bells on, absolutely kind of leading the charge, launching this thing. Plainly, it was hugely lucrative for her, yeah. and she knew that. But uh, you know, given all the but this is it. I mean, I heard that right was it something like 150 million album sales or something. Yeah. So she yeah. must have been fucking by way, loaded. Yeah. By the way, this is what it's fucking like to be rich, right? So you know, she lived in Switzerland with her. Yeah, that's right. so I learned they, today that the guy that she married was a guy that was sent by because I spoke to was it Nick Stewart. Um, the guy who's like he's an agent stroke manager the guy that discovered you too anyway he was great he um, told the story that she apparently she ended up marrying some guy who was German yeah, who right, was yeah. sent to pick her up in a car so he was like oh, a driver right. so he was right. a driver and they sort of started this done alright for himself he did, yeah. Yeah. so he I went to pick up Tina Turner ended up fucking marrying <laughs> that's her that's what you call top gear yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah anyway so they they had a fucking massive mansion in Zurich that's right uh, and when the Covid crisis started, so they used to, you yeah. know, obviously go away for glamorous fortnights and, you know, wherever the fuck they went in the world. So when the Covid crisis came along, they realised they couldn't really leave the country. So they bought a, uh, a £38 million mansion on the lake at Zurich, right on the coast, so they didn't have to leave the country. Yeah. That's, that's what it's like to be <laughs> rich. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't leave the country. Oh, we've got a spare £40 million quid. Yeah. I have, as a matter of fact. Yeah, well, very wealthy. We're kind of renting entire islands. Well, Prince Harry's a bit like that, yeah. except what he does is he goes and borrows that money from somebody else and goes, would you mind sponsoring me for a and mansion? Then, and then never um, pays it back with any no, kind of work. No. As Netflix but what I can do is 
is, what I can do is sign up, sign up to your business and be like a, a team leader and yeah. help you out. Well, um, this is the, the, the thing that Harry's done is basically the David Beckham model. So David Beckham, if you you know buy into his, his hype, is a, is a big businessman with lots of assets of his own. He never launches any of them. He right. lends his face to yeah. many of them. Right. So there's things like, hey... Because they'll do like whiskey. a whiskey. I was going to say the whiskey, yeah. yeah. Totally. They give him 20%. Yeah. He doesn't take a fee up front. They put him in all the ads. That's smart. Really smart. Well, that'll be his business manager's thing. But that's a bit Don't worry like, about um, the fee. Don't worry about the fee. Get a cut of the action. But isn't that a bit like how Richard Branson used to operate as well? Because Richard Branson never actually owned, mm. or at least after Virgin Music finally became a thing and Tubular Bells went fucking, you know, global, right. he kind of basically didn't. He loaned the Virgin name to loads of things. Because isn't it true that Absolute Radio um, ended up becoming Absolute Radio because. Whoever, whoever it was that bought Absolute at the time, which I think was some Indian group, um, wanted to call it Virgin. And he came in at the last minute and went, that would be another half a million to use the name Virgin. Yeah. And they went, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> and changed it to Absolute. That sounds entirely, entirely yeah. the business. Right. Do you know why he called it Virgin? Virgin, the whole empire. No, it's um, well, based on the British Virgin Islands. Oh, I never fucked anyone. He said, "No, right, let's call it Virgin." But the only guy I've ever heard of as well. He's, he claims this, by the way, so I don't think there's anything wrong with saying it. His wife's allergic to his sperm and his conversation. Uh, I, 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 I Have you never heard that? <laughs> no. Uh, really? Am I the only one that knows that? Why is that? Well, that's, I mean, that's that's a very dubious this, line that she's been passed. The, 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 the <laughs> I'd like to say, for why, legal reasons, this, this is, is merely an allegation. This is, why, this is why you have to have sex with other people because she was a nurse. <laughs> I mean, even I haven't fucking used that one. Must try that. You want her own safety? Yeah, of course. Oh, uh, I'll fuck someone else. I didn't want to harm yeah, you. Yeah, I didn't want to do you any harm. <laughs> I tell you, so, but you know this, Simon. We won't go into the details, but the origins of the Virgin Empire are extremely interesting. Okay. So his first big thing was Time Out magazine, right. Virgin label, uh, which kind of took over from Ireland. Remember, I, I used to go out. to the first Virgin um, record shop. Yeah, it was well, yeah, that was way later though. So, so he took over and he took a few artists from Ireland label. And the thing that really made it was, uh, of course, Tubular Bells yeah. and Mike Oswald. Right. And that's I'll tell you about. I'll tell you about him in a minute. Um, uh, so. But there are other elements to the launch of the Virgin uh, legend mm. that are very interesting the thing that, he was that we very can't good at. go into. But the thing that he was very good at, though, because I remember being, uh, and I'm talking about when I was in school, the sort of mid 70s, so that was pretty early in his career when he had the show. You went to school? I did go to school, not, oh, not yeah. every day. You, you, you know, some you days. You didn't pay any attention, did no, you? No, of course not. <laughs> but, you know, some days I didn't, I, as they used to say in the north, I stayed on the bus and <laughs> fucking didn't bother going in. But no, I used to, the, the, the record shop was there from about 1975, I think. Um, but one of the things he was brilliant at, he had a house in Notting Hill, sort of Holland Park, around the back of Holland Park Avenue. And when he was having his big feud with BA, do you remember? Yeah. Um, I turned up there to doorstep him along with about 50 other fucking journos. And at some point or other, he came out and just said, why don't you just all come into the house? Mm. And he was brilliant at that kind of PR. Oh, he's, good, he's good at being came, with He gave everybody a drink. He fucking sat down and talked to everybody. Well, he's been a great self-publicist, yeah. isn't he? I mean, if you think about British businessmen, he's still kind of in the chair. You still oh, yeah, think Branson, so, yeah. don't yeah. you? That's, that's kind of what you... And he did rescue Kate Winslet, didn't he? Rescue her from the uh, burning building in, uh, in Necker Island. Yeah, yeah and then he famously... Well, I'll, I'll never fucking forgive him for that. Well, she might... <laughs> She married his. She married his nephew, didn't she? He, yeah, that's he, right. he dubiously renamed himself. Yeah, rock, Ned, and, rock, and, rock and roll. roll. That's <laughs> it. And also, loads of people have been to Necker Island at his kind of you know expense. I'll tell you a story about 
Richard Branson. So, so I don't know how this turned into a Richard Branson. Well, it's quite podcast. interesting. Though, well, what the fuck? Like, well, he's not around the house. You know, libelous. So I was in Mallorca. He's not a man. I was in Mallorca on a holiday. I went to a place called Deja, where he used to own Deja. Um, that's where the night manager restaurant yeah, is. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? well, that's where. Right. Also, it's where he owned owns a hotel. I think he still does. Right. Anyway, in that town, uh, the night manager restaurant is all the way down. It's all the, the way down. Yeah. At the top of the cliff, there, there's a restaurant called uh, Sebastian's, I think it yeah. is. And anyway, it's one of the world's great restaurants. Me and my wife turned up there. We went to the for a drink. Because there's one of those big, big yeah, expensive hotels. Well, that's well. it that he owns it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we go. I didn't really know anything about it. I just thought, oh, that looks like a nice restaurant. So we go there and said, uh, any chance, uh, you know, of lunch? And the, the maitre d' looked really pissed off at me and he said, people wait eight months to get into this restaurant, but it just so happens we've just had a cancellation. <laughs> so yes, we can give you a two. So, so, yeah, so, so we go, so we go, we've got this great table, great restaurant, fucking food was amazing. Anyway, we're next to Branson and mm. his wife for two hours. And they never said a fucking word to each other. <laughs> well, that would be on account of not being a fucking word. Sperm, <laughs> Maybe just told her. I think I did her at the beginning. She said, "You cunt! Your fucking sperm is killing me." <laughs> well, an intri- an, an intri- she, and he went into assault. And they never talked for the next yeah, well, two hours. An intriguing segue. Last blowjob you ever got. <laughs> an intriguing segue. <laughs> fucking sore throats. <laughs> An intriguing segue, and perhaps, perhaps a way to round up on brands. There is a there is a single item in the Virgin Empire that doesn't carry the Virgin brand. Right. Oh yeah. Mates condoms. Is that his? Yeah. Is that his? Who knew? But you, I mean, you could hardly have Virgin condoms, can you? you could. <laughs> well, I suppose you could. I mean, it'd be quite a funny me. Funny thing. I mean, my funny story about Daya is when I was in Mallorca a few years ago. And Lovely place. My daughter you. was there, and we decided, the mother and my children and I decided to go for a sort of, you know, romantic day out in Daya. Yeah. Um, and she is one of those people who loves the idea of um, checking out fucking um, what TripAdvisor, right? And she went, it says on TripAdvisor oh, that what you don't want to do is go all the way down the gorge in the car because you'll never find a parking spot. So you better park the car at the top, which is what we did, um, and walk down, right? Walked down all the way down. Couldn't because you can't book in the fucking night manager restaurant. People arrive on boats and it's all very glamorous. And I walked in and they were fucking grumpy as fuck. You have to queue. Spanish yeah, people yeah. who just. It was early though. It was about half eleven. And um, I was like, "You got any uh, tables for lunch?" No. I was like, well, "Not at all." No. Well, when have you got a table? Five thirty. Well, it's now eleven thirty. Yeah. I saw we got nothing. The fucking place was empty. I said, "We got nothing between now and then." And I went, "Oh fuck you then." And over the over the sort of the little tiny little beach, there was a place where you could just get kind of you know scampi and chips, which is where we went. It was fine. Afterwards, a few beers. It's fucking about you know thirty eight degrees, really really hot. We have to walk back up the canyon, and of course when we got down to the bottom of the canyon, there was plenty of parking spaces. We could have brought the fucking car down. <laughs> I thought I was going to die. By the time you know we got lost. Because you're walking up through this kind of brush, there's no apparent way. You have to, to get... walk down there, yeah. Well, we have to walk back up though. There's no, there's no other way. By, of the, by the time we got back up, I was literally sweating like a yeah, dog, yeah, no, taking so probably all my clothes off. I was like about to Oof. fucking kill. Man, right, I wasn't there. The, the romantic, the, 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 the romantic day, not in a good way. The romantic day didn't go well. You know, it's, it's just sort of fucking round. It's not a other. great place for a romantic no, day. It was too hot. Too fucking. It'll take too fucking long to get there. In addition to which, when I was sitting there having fucking lunch. This couple came past, and this guy went, all right, Graham, can I have a picture? I'm like, I'm having fucking lunch. Do you mind? You know, fuck off. Yeah. You know. Fuck off, officer. Yeah. yeah. I'm not wanted. 
Anyway, listen, we're nearly finished now because uh, we're almost out of time. However, we haven't spoken about um, the other big story of the week, which is, of course, Boris Johnson. Oh, yeah, Boris Uh, Johnson. Whether or not he, one, had a party at Chequers, I wonder, and whether, two, all of these WhatsApp messages are going to be handed over. The fuck is wrong with these people? They're all now threatening to take each other to court. He's threatening to sue people. The fucking woman in charge of COVID inquiry is talking about locking people up unless everyone hands over their fucking WhatsApp messages. Their WhatsApp, Nobody's yeah. going to hand them over. They're all going to say, oh, I haven't got them anymore. Like, they? They're going to redact them. Who, who gives a fuck? Gives a monkey. Oh, it is a no. flying fuck. Did, yeah. you see, did you see that in, in, in a play, uh, last week, a taxi driver was fined £5,000. Yeah, they're still fining them. For, for, for COVID, right? For COVID. So well, that shouldn't be happening. They're still he doing it. Through, That's ridiculous. He had travelled through uh, a red list country. Remember what that was, John? Yeah. Uh, on his way back oh, well, from somewhere else. He hadn't got into and quarantine. And he hadn't got into a quarantine hotel. I do fuck off. Home. He'd been caught doing this. This is like three years ago mm. now, two years, two years ago. Still going on, Still going on. He's in court last week, pleading hard to catch That's ridiculous. Saying, please, this is so long ago. Leave me the I made a mistake. Alone. I didn't realise. 5,000 quid is slapped. That is still happening to this that day. That is disgraceful. Absolutely That's outrageous. the. I mean, I, what I would say is I don't give a shit about what happened to Chequers, but I do give a shit about what was going on in government actually during the whole COVID thing. So I wouldn't mind seeing the fucking WhatsApps. Mm. But Lord Bethel, for example, has already claimed that he lost all of his WhatsApps when he changed his phone over. And nobody said, you're a lying fucker. Uh, everybody knows you know you can keep your WhatsApps if you want. Yeah. I'd quite like to have a look at some of those. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to produce headlines, but uh, if you want to sum up the COVID inquiry in four words, waste of fucking time <laughs> because it, they won't come up with a fucking conclusion no. for about 15 oh, years oh, right. when no It'd one like will give up. a fuck anymore right. uh, you know no, as Simon quite rightly says no one gives a bollocks about Boris fucking Johnson anymore he's yesterday's yes, man not. he's gone so this checkers indiscretion Carrie's not allergic to his you know, he, he, broke, he broke his own rules Sorry, cle- yeah, he broke his own he's rules just me now. Yeah, no, but he broke his own rules clearly on a serial fucking basis because uh, he didn't understand well, he doesn't, no, he doesn't understand rules. But, 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 you know, he this, doesn't understand fucking rules. But this rules. checkers shit, what's it going to end up with? It'll get another 100 quid fine. It'll cost us, the taxpayers, yeah. a few million yeah, we'll quid. Be, we'll, be fine. we'll be fined three million. And clog up our valuable airwaves and yeah. column inches from now until... And I won't do it. I mean, it's amazing, isn't it, how often these fucking people... I mean, I was, What did you say about Carrie, by the way? I said she's not allergic to his sperm. Well, yeah, yeah, not, nor are so many other women. <laughs> <laughs> They're the only prime minister we've ever had. That we didn't walk, know how many kids he got. Imagine, him, did he? But you can imagine walking around <laughs> going, "See, I've still got it." You can just imagine him doing it. I've still fucking got it. I can still knock them yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. yeah all right. Yeah, Boris. Yeah, you, you, you can pull a bird, but they're all ugly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the suggestion is it? The suggestion is it not that Jacob Rees Mogg and his family visited Checkers at some point, and his his son was playing cricket with Boris? Like, oh, it's goodness. just ridiculous. Who cares? Ridiculous. Yeah. So Nobody cares. But I, tweet, I tweeted this morning that the great thing about Britain is uh, that we always uh, give people a second class, a second chance. So it's inspirational mm. that uh, we've Boris. given the cabinet <laughs> office <laughs> another, a second chance to fuck Boris over. Yeah. That's about it. Isn't but, it? I can't, but I cannot accept that. It comes back to the first thing that I said. And, and that if this is if this is not going to be symptomatic of the whole system. If we are still going to be pursuing ordinary people at the same time, that's there, there, needs, there needs to be. An I thought that. To be honest, I did think that at all. No, stopped. and it, it shocked me. I saw this thing go 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 around last week on the um, on the news wires yeah. through the um, the call wire system of this young fella, you know, two young children, taxi driver, ordinary ordinary bloke, pleading with the judge. Mm. Please, I didn't know I'd broken the rules, and I oh, cannot spare. Right. 
5,000 quid and right. the judge said sorry I mean, because we've all... I mean, still we've all got stories. madness yeah. I mean, we've, all, we've still got stories. I mean, I didn't see my mother for two years. That's right. And my sister, because I couldn't go to New York for various reasons, mostly from the American well, side. You weren't allowed to. Well, no, you? but they were... No, I could have gone a couple of different times, but the Americans put these fucking rules on that if you were a foreign national... You'd have to be tested and go to quarantine as soon as you arrive, and then be tested and go to quarantine before you left. And I couldn't fucking afford to do that because I literally, I mean, I went, I went last weekend, I I went to see my mother, and I went on Friday afternoon after the show finished, I came back overnight Monday, which was fine, long enough. But in those days, COVID wise, you couldn't risk it. You didn't have to spare a month. Well, you heard, I mean, there were people that we worked with who went on holiday, family holidays to Greece, went to come back after two weeks, one of them fucking tested positive and had to spend another two weeks in a hotel yeah at their own expense I'll tell you so during that, that shit, shit fucked if I was going abroad it couldn't be it just, that's my, that was not me not the agro just not Fuck. the agro I mean travelling abroad is a bore the best of times until you get there nobody needs yeah. to spend two weeks in a I went to fucking there. Devon in the middle of the Covid crisis yeah. for my two week holiday because right. my brother lives there and, uh, and 14 fucking days in a row it, the sun shone from the moment we got up to the moment we went to fucking bed. Really? It was the most amazing. See, I had a holiday in Devon. Ever. I had a holiday in Devon, I think. It might, it might not, I can't remember if it was during that period or whether it was before, because my brain is kind of frozen during the whole COVID thing. I can't remember what happened it's when. Interesting. I know, it's interesting. Like it's two not, years. It's not worth remembering. I no, I, but I can't remember when I did. It could have been one year, it could have been another year, don't know. But I did go to Devon once and it was fucking shit because we rented this. <laughs> Rented this fucking house, very nice house in the in the in the grounds. It had a swimming pool, but it was never warm enough to fucking swim, and it wasn't a heated pool. Well, there um, is always that. And I went, remember going to a couple of beaches where they had fucking you couldn't take the dog off the lead. I was like, fuck these cunts! I'm not fucking taking the dog to a beach where you can't take it off the lead. And you know they have private beaches there owned by people who are sort of, you know, lords of the manor. Yeah. And they've got all these fucking rules and regulations and they had, like, walkways where you could only, you could only walk that way. Yeah. I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. Well, we lost my mind. I mean, and also, I have... Beaches have been messed as the door Yeah, tied. exactly. What do you think? And also, I've got a Labrador. It's not going to fucking attack anybody. It's too fucking lazy. Yeah, but know? the good thing about Devon is that the, there's no French people there. There's a problem with That's France. true. The Dutch the like it, though. French. The Dutch love Devon. You see fucking Dutch cars all the time. It's boring. Yeah, it really is. It's boring and full of heroin. I went to... Right up the Dutch street. The other problem with Devon is that every fucking place... We were staying in this house that was kind of half an hour from any decent road. So you'd be going down these fucking hedgerows going, what the fuck? And you'd meet somebody coming the other way that's a back up about half a mile. Oh, yeah, yeah, I that. Absolute dog shit. And then we were staying near this farm. When we were there, there was a fucking outbreak of TB in the cows, right? And some fucking bet turned up and was like, nobody's allowed out of the house while we get rid of all the cows and then kill them all well, yeah. um, up there. They like, we like We're not doing, going, we like this is hardly fucking yeah, idyllic yeah. holiday material. <laughs> you know, they're yeah, murdering but, fucking but, I mean, animals. Murdering animals. It, it can be irritating, but if the weather's nice, uh, it is nice to take a holiday in Britain. I, I, I like the West Country. Nice. I really do. No, I used to like the West Country, but it's such a pain in the ass to get to. Yeah. It's no fun when you're there and if the weather's no fucking good, it's a washout. Well, we looked at the sun yesterday. Uh, we're doing a bit of cost of living sort of pull together for the summer. Yeah, the usual, I know it's got to be around. Uh, yeah, it's huge. But well, one of the things that came up was that the cost of parking your car at Gatwick Airport Fucking this hell, summer. Yeah. That is like doubled, right? It's £380 for a week. That's ridiculous. Now, <laughs> there are plenty of places in Europe you can get there and back. And yeah. that changed from 380 quid. Right, so just drive the car. The idea that you've nipped, you've nipped to Spain for a week and you've paid yeah. more to leave your car on a small that patch of land outside of Gatwick yeah. than you have to get to and from Spain. But the one thing you don't want to do, though, is give it to any of these cowboys who well, have... 
what they call, you know, off airport parking. They just drive your fucking car around. around, 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 around oh, yeah, put it, make, turn it into an u- instant Uber, <laughs> you know. And if you're, you're lucky if it's still there when you get back. So I'll tell you, one to one time. Oh, by the way, talking of cars, if you saw on the way in here, there was a great incident <laughs> where there was a fucking cement uh, mixer who had tried Smashed. to get past this parked car. And as I came past, it was right up against it. She's still there. And the fucking woman's still out She's there still arguing. still there taking pictures. They, they fucking, <laughs> it was one of those where you go, if you go forward, you're going to rip the front off it. If you come back, you're going to rip the back off it. And they've literally just gone too fucking close. She won't do very well with her insurance claim. She's on a double yellow. She so shouldn't be parked there. Silly, you know, no, that might say. <laughs> may, may well cause her some headaches. Though. Yeah, I'll tell you what, like one last point. When I went to New York once um, for a week, and uh, I got to the Heathrow late. I had no chance to park it anywhere else except the short term. Yeah. Oh, it's, so uh, I shoved the card. <laughs> Fuck it, it was about 1,200 quid. Yes. When I no, I did once. I was, I was sent, 1,200 quid for a week. I was sent by the News of the World to go and track down Steve Winwood um, in uh, Pennsylvania once. He was doing a show somewhere near Philadelphia. And um, I, you know how, I mean, I think we don't talk about these things. I can't remember how we ever found all this shit out, but we found it out. He was staying at the Marriott. And so I went to the Marriott fucking doorstep. And he, I, was, I basically had to tell him that his, wife, his ex-wife had AIDS. So it was a real good one, you know. And of course, he told me to fuck off immediately. Um, and not unsurprisingly. Not unsurprisingly. I said, you know... Could be useful information like this. Hello, you tell Steve. me to fuck yeah. off. And he'd just come in and he obviously just done a show and he was all sweaty and it was an entourage. Hi, I'm Mike Graham from the News of the World. Oh, hi, what's up? I said, I've just got to ask you a question. Um, you watched, and he went, um, what do you think about you, that? I said, do you mind if we go over there? He said, why? I said, well, it's a bit sensitive. Why? I said, well, I'll tell you in a minute. And then he went, did you know the ex-wife AIDS? And he went, fuck you. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Um, anyway. He said, fuck you. And you said, yeah, yeah but I advise you don't fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you sure you don't want to say anything else? <laughs> fuck off. Okay, then. Anyway, the next day, all these I had to go. Of the world jobs. Yeah, I had to do God. some other fucking shit job. Anyway, I was nearly late for the plane, so I drove back to, um, I think it was Philadelphia Airport, and I had a rental car. And I just thought to myself, you know what? I haven't got um, any fucking time to go to the to drop off. So I literally just dropped it in front of the fucking terminal, got out, and there's a guy there, a security guy. You can't leave it. And I went, here's the fucking keys. Take it back. I, he said, you can't leave it. I said, my fucking head, it was before nine eleven. So you could just literally run in. Yeah. There was no security. Yeah, so I got on the plane with 10 minutes to spare. Um, sure. And they just, I mean, I'd never heard from the rental car company. It, so I presume they got have found its way. Yeah, yeah. in today's way. America, you get 20 years for that. Yeah, yeah. you'd probably be shot. Yeah. Yeah. It's banned in the future. Yeah, but there we are. Anyway, um, that's about the end of it, isn't it? Well, yeah, special get, special thanks for special, special guest. Guest. Oh, Simon Simon It wasn't really scheduled, family. but uh, yeah. hey, what the hell? No, it was good. Well, it's some people have said that sometimes we should have a guest. Yeah, yeah. Just to break the monotony of you fucking talking bollocks all the time. Just to stop you two killing each other for five minutes. Well, yeah, bizarrely, we actually get on quite well. We do. Most we do. of the time. By the way, uh, just to finish on, we, we did a couple of uh, half-hour sessions on Talk TV from 9.30 to 10 a.m. for yeah. technical reasons. And uh, it was a bit like this. We without, did rather well. Without the swearing, but <laughs> it fucking came close to swearing. Yeah, we did. You find yourself a couple of times going, fire! Yeah. I did actually say fuck once on the breakfast show. Yeah, no, and actually, everybody went, actually, with what's going on, I'm surprised you don't swear more often. Didn't get one complaint. Absolutely, Not yeah. one fucking complaint. I got, I'll play this afterwards. Uh, somebody sent me, uh, we'll better finish on this, but uh, Jeremy Vine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on uh, the, the cyclist <laughs> yeah. wanker. On uh, 
Radio oh, 2. So actually, I quite like Jeremy Vine, I yeah. must say. I, know I like him when he's not like him. when he's, he's when quite he's, a nice bloke. When he's not on his soapbox, he's not a bad guy. I think he's an A grade bore, but let, never mind. Let's agree to disagree no. on that. So he's got on uh, his Radio 2 show, Sandy Shaw, the legend. And she goes, well, Sandy's great. She's talking about her new music. <laughs> and, Sandy uh, Short. Sandy Short. She's yeah. not dead. No, she's not dead. Okay. So he gets. So he goes. He said, "I hope you. I hope you'll forgive me, uh, but uh, we're going to have to play Puppet on a String." So then, and she goes, oh, "All right then." Uh, she goes. It's not the old version, is it? It is the new... Oh, it's the old version! For fuck's sake! <laughs> it went out! Brilliant. <laughs> well, she already sounds more interesting than I thought. No, she's yeah. all right, old yeah. sand. Okay. She's the one that used to sing barefoot, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Eccentric. Very eccentric, yeah. Okay, well, listen, thank you, Simon. Thank Thanks, you, Simon. Thank you, Dave. Um, .co.uk Dave Johnson right? Dave Johnson our sponsor so thank you for it, for that go and check Always him out Always a pleasure Dave uh, He runs an investment company he runs a mortgage company if you need a mortgage go see him uh, he's in Margate somewhere uh, but don't let that put you off uh, we'll see you <laughs> next week uh, fuck off Cunts Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.